What's up, guys? Welcome back to Blockhash Exploring the Blockchain, another Blockhash exclusive here at Cosmoverse. Uh, I got with me right now Eric Chen, the co-founder of Injective Labs here to talk about what they are doing. They have a big announcement that they've been making today, um, and they do a lot in the DeFi space. So I'm going to give him a chance to really explain all of that and what they do. Eric, happy to have you here. How you doing, man? Good, good, good. Thanks so much for having me. So yeah, um, this is Eric, uh, co-founder and CEO of in Injective Lab, which is a core contributor to the Injective ecosystem. And you know, throughout uh, the past year or so, we've been working on Project X, which is um, you know this uh, amalgamation of uh, different primitives and um, a lot of the core uh, module and different layers all building up together to kind of form into this uh, very fundamental and very cornerstone primitive uh, for you know a lot of the perspective. Uh, first of all, applications uh, and you know projects building on top of Injective, and on top of that, more importantly, um, a very much of a missing piece in the overall DeFi ecosystem. Awesome, man. Yeah, before we jump into that and talk about Injective in a bit more detail and what you guys are, you know, mainly here today to to talk about that you're excited for, tell me a bit about yourself. I'm sure they're curious. Um, who are you? You know, how did you kind of find your way into this wonderful world of crypto and blockchain that we all love? Yeah, so basically ran into uh, the space pretty uh, early on, I think, you know, as like a curious kid. I think back in high school or whatever, um, trying to figure out um, this type of uh, new digital money and you know exploring all those uh, things that you probably shouldn't be exploring as a high school kid, like dark web, etc. And just finding how um, you know there's this concept of money and digital cash that was uh, you know first of all trustless, permissionless, and on top of that you know um, forming a consensus around this uh, distributed ledger. And I think that was kind of the first touch point. And then later on, you know, getting more and more in touch with the space throughout college, um, especially kind of uh, finding a lot of interest in uh, cryptography and, you know, a lot of the work on uh, around that. And I think my main point of uh, interest back in school was kind of this crossover between um, finance and also um, uh, some, some of the more like theoretical parts of uh, computer science. Um, and I think those two elements absolutely was captivating to me and basically kind of like the crypto space and blockchain, it's, um, the perfect, uh, crossover for that. And yeah, like decided to, you know, drop out of school two years in and then first of all, pursue, you know, more on the trading aspect because there were just so much inefficiency, you know, beyond the obvious, you know, Kimchi premium back in the day. Um, but also, you know, capitalizing on, um, inefficiencies in token uh, economics and also um, kind of lack of uh, uh, sensible strategy that was existing in the space back then. And in the meantime, kind of uh, came across a lot of those issues that kind of arised, um, you know, uh, dealt with uh, way too many, you know, uh, exchange hacks, exists. Um, and on top of that, you know, in the back end, a lot of, you know, um, prominent exchanges offer. Uh, a lot of uh, unfair uh, unfair practices and you know things that definitely would be uh, uh, shunned upon or like illegal now, and that's really what pushed me into kind of uh, uh, pursuing or like exploring DeFi because back then DeFi wasn't really a term, and to me it just makes sense. You know, like if there is a decentralized and trustless uh, concept of currency and asset, then there should be you know like a perfectly liquid. Um, 
close to zero compromise concept of uh, exchanging such things, especially when it, when you venture up, you know, the financial ladder and look into the derivative aspect of it. And that was uh, that was kind of how uh, uh, Injective started, which is, you know, venturing down, you know, what are the missing pieces or what are the blockers for building such thing. And then on top of that, you know, what are some of the solution, whether that be a cryptography trick um, that we can utilize or some sort of novel crypto primitive, or it could be um, some you know, engineering effort, um, or it could be you know, uh, different tricks and basically venturing down to, uh, and, and got to you know, building what Injective looks like today. Awesome, man. That's really cool. I uh, love the backstory and everything. And you know, it's, you know, DeFi is fascinating. It's, it's, um, I remember five, six years ago, you know, when DeFi didn't exist, and it's kind of hard to imagine an ecosystem where it doesn't exist now because it's such a huge part of it. Um, so many people talked about the possibilities of decentralized exchanges, decentralized swaps, atomic swaps, all these things that did not really exist but now are like a mainstay part of this industry. It's, it's very interesting how it's evolved over time. Um, with Injective, what are some of the things that you guys are tackling or some of the use cases that you guys have been working on that you think are really important? Take your time. Um, I, I think for starters, you know, um, the first iteration or like the most base layer way of interacting with the infrastructure that... Um, um, Injective offers would be Helix, which is basically kind of this um, as top level as possible, you know, uh, application layer, um, as user facing as possible way of um, interacting with uh, the core um, uh, infra and modules in the most native way possible. And basically, to the user, the whole goal of design, uh, the whole goal of uh, designing that user experience and product design is to make sure that they don't see they're making a significant compromise in utilizing a decentralized avenue. That it is indeed possible to interact with, you know, everything that they're used to, and all the feature, all the bells and whistles that, that um, are offered by centralized platforms. And generally, they're offered for a very, very good reason. Um, and then that would be the first form of uh, kind of like evolution. Um, obviously, for Helix, it has, uh, uh, you know, uh, had a lot of traction. You know, brought on to a lot of uh, value for the overall ecosystem. And on top of that, you know, um, really uh, 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 marked a stance uh, within the space. But that's basically just the most base layer or like the most fundamental features that are being offered. And that's certainly, you know, what. Uh, uh, barely covers like the p possibility of you know what the infrastructure itself uh, inherently offers. Oh, is it open? Oh, okay. Um, so on top of that, like later on, basically with the enablement of Cosmosm layer, with um, um, a lot of you know different tools and primitives being built to make sure that you know uh, DeFi developers who want to leverage this infrastructure you know really start you know diving down the uh, composability rabbit hole um, to really fully utilize um, all the hardware we've done to make uh, this on-chain rather than making like a kind of like off-chain order book sacrifice. Um, now now it's kind of like this form uh, uh, this stage of iteration where um, you know now you uh, interact with it natively. Um, now you, you know, know what it uh, looks and feels, uh, what it offers, and now it's time for you know, the uh, DAP developers and applications to go wow with it. And I think Project X is kind of like a stage or this uh, showcase of this uh, uh, evolution where 
you are basically kind of coming up with, first of all, like the most obvious use case um, uh, for uh, leveraging this uh, composable infrastructure. And second of all, you know, a very, very um, kind of like a vivid uh, demonstration of why uh, there needs to be an on-chain order book. Uh, why, is, uh, why is it, you know, so much more capital efficient to have an uh, on-chain order book? You know, um, why is uh, IL not like a normal thing uh, in like trading uh, in general? And I think um, that, that kind of like s signals like a second stage. And obviously I think the really great part about this is that because, um, you know, Injective as an ecosystem is a lot bigger now, uh, compared to you know when Fe uh, when Helix first launched, well last Cosmosverse uh, conference in a previous name actually, um, now like it's not just you know the Injective Labs team uh, uh, building alone uh, showcasing um, basically like as soon as the uh, I think like the core vault structure was done, um, you know there were uh, three or four already like very major projects that are you know. Uh, Leveraging, you know, those primitives because it saved them a lot of work, and it's uh, it's a very very useful tool for them to kind of leverage over time um, to really contribute into the ecosystem and to kind of like uh, um, build what they want to build at a much faster iteration cycle. And I think that's absolutely critical. So, what are you guys doing here at Cosmoverse? I know uh, you guys are here for a purpose, and you guys, you know, have a announcement that you've made today and um, you've been really highlighting that and you know bringing that message home do you want to chat a little bit more about that and kind of highlight it a bit more yeah that's uh that, that's project x uh yeah so um basically like kind of how like the entire thing came to be was that um when we first kind of explore like the cosmosm layer um that was basically like the first type of application that we would you know um kind of concoct up and would be kind of like the first place that we want to build something around because it's uh, kind of like a, 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 the most obvious direction that you know the first developer on top of the Cosmosm layer will leverage. And I think the interesting part here is that it kind of really evolved over time. It basically just started off as you know, um, you know, building on-chain strategies um, and you know, being for users to kind of subscribe to it and then placeholder and then call a day. But um, thanks to you know all the uh, kind of like ecosystem project joining, you know, kind of uh, uh, exploring what they want to build and um, kind of understanding what they're blocked by, what they're uh, uh, kind of, uh, what they need to kind of fully realize um, uh, their value proposition or what the protocol offers. Um, essentially, Project X really evolved from basically this uh, internal uh, tool that uh, is going to be very, very useful for like a narrow use case into this uh, uh, kind of like all-around platform where you just slowly and progressively explore more and more use cases by having so, something so fundamental and so primitive. Um, you know, first of all, there's a vault structure, which is essentially, you know, people get to pull their money together or pull their assets together and do, you know, uh, and, you know, subscribe to a certain uh, strategy or subscribe to a certain uh, um, open-sourced instruction set. And... On top of that, basically, um, uh, that being a primitive also enables, you know, um, not just on-chain strategy uh, for market making, but also, you know, offering mechanisms, but also, um, you know, like directional strategies and copy trading, et cetera, in a much more uh, optimal way. And obviously on the core side for the uh, uh, chain level, there's also been, you know, a lot of really interesting features that are incorporated into it to enable this to happen. And auto-executing smart contract is definitely, you know, one big part of it. Uh, it's because, you know, DeFi... Uh, uh, 
uh, you know, project developers, uh, w when they first came to, you know, the labs team, um, they kind of saw, like, the problem of uh, uh, having to, you know, constantly call that contract. And uh, obviously, they're used to it at this point, but um, a lot of their uh, uh, applications would be a lot better off if uh, this was a feature. And then, basically, that was incorporated into the uh, core modules. And on top of that, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot more, like, incremental features coming uh, chain upgrade after chain upgrade to kind of, like, realize the full vision of this. Yeah, you mentioned some of those features um, that are integrated. What are what are some of them that you think are really cool or really key, or, you know, that are really important for Injective? So, 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 so there are quite a few out there. Um, you know, so, so, so I think one of the you know most interesting and the most popular one for the general public would be Front Runner, which is kind of like this on-chain binary options um, sports betting platform which uh, enables you know, people to pool liquidity to really um, benefit from uh, kind of like a permissionless environment and more importantly, um, really to onboard you know, like mass users because they don't necessarily need to understand crypto or trade crypto, but because of the UX, because of the offering, et cetera, they might not, they might not even realize that you know, crypto is what they're uh, working with. Um, on another hand, in terms of like more protocol level stuff, uh, you know, within Cosmosm layer, um, I think Aperture, you know, is working on um, a set of different really interesting primitive, um, starting off with, you know, the basis trading layer, which is one of the very few, like, delta neutral yields that are um, uh, sustainable, that, you know, basically doesn't have any type of uh, drawdown. And more importantly, um, um, it's one of those things that are always going to be there. Um, so, you know, people often think about like DeFi yield farming reward being unsustainable. They're always questioning where the yield is coming from. And basis trading is one of those things that was like heavily capitalized and like, uh, you know, uh, uh, taken advantage of by like proprietary trading firms just because uh, there's always opportunity and, you know, it's basically acting as a supply and demand. Um, but now, you know, uh, it's uh, actually being brought on chain uh, for, you know, um, uh, the, the first time. And then... Quite a few like really interesting projects, also kind of like uh, in the works, you know, in the shadows uh, building. Um, you know, a lot of like fundamental DeFi infrastructure has to be you know kickstarted and bootstrapped, uh, such as you know options, um, um, kind of like a uh, basically like a mix between an order book and also AMN, and on top of that, you know, lending, uh, credit account, etc. Awesome. It sounds like you guys got a lot of things integrated, a lot of things going for you. Um, it's very exciting what you guys are doing. Um, and it sounds like you've also had really uh, key backing as well on the back end to kind of make everything happen. I believe uh, last time I checked, Pantera, Binance, uh, Cuban. Um, how, how key has that been for you guys to kind of get to where you are now with all these things you're offering? And are you in a position where you're going to continue to raise money or do it in a decentralized way? I know a lot of projects kind of go that direction as well, maybe with a DAO or something or with the community. Um, so what's the future direction look like from here? Yeah, so, so basically they're all just, you know, s stakeholders in the ecosystem. Um, it wasn't really, you know, like, uh, them going to us by oh I want to invest and it's like we got you fam uh, but it's more like you know uh, over time they just acquire like a stake uh, whether that through you know the uh, um, kind of like distributions over time or through you know the, like the foundation etc um, but oh, like, like these are like all like really really amazing partners to work with because they give you like varying level of insight so 
um, you know, like you're always kind of humbled in terms of uh, your opinion and direction and always kind of remain objective and considerate about um, all the kind of strategic directions lab should go to and, um, you know, the community should uh, uh, go towards because, you know, um, you know, Cosmos as an ecosystem has truly blossomed a lot recently, but certainly um, um, if you kind of... Uh, uh, enclosed within this uh, justice ecosystem and not think about how do you onboard more and more uh, external ecosystems and may maybe how do you onboard more and more you know non-crypto native uh, users um, then uh, you know growth won't be uh, it it'll be short-lived and I think one of the most uh, you know uh, impactful partners um, recently has definitely been you know jump and Brevenhauer because um, jump basically is an all-round partner who um, kind of contributed into a lot of you know like the modeling and also uh, some of the strategies and also more importantly they really got their uh, uh, hands dirty and uh, became you know one of the cornerstone market makers for a lot of markets on top of Injective um, and then I, I would say like you know being like a really strong like ecosystem uh, partner uh, certainly has its perk like you know being one of the first and probably only uh, wormhole integration within the uh, Cosmos ecosystem and uh, on top of that you know uh, um, basically, uh, they have been, you know, a very, very strong partner who invests into a lot of these uh, ecosystem projects that builds on top of Injective. Got it. You also mentioned onboarding too. I think that's a really key thing um, in this industry because there's so many people out there that would probably use the tech, not only if they understood it, but if they could get into it like super easy and seamlessly. Do you guys have a way or have you been working on ways to onboard um, average everyday people so that they can use Injective and some of the, the tools and things that you guys are building? Yeah, I, I think like for lab side, it's like um, we, we just try our best to build the best possible infrastructure so it makes it easier for people uh, that... Uh, you know, focuses on onboarding, you know, like non-crypto native everyday users. Um, Frontrunner is a great example of that where um, you often don't really realize that you're training on top of a decentralized platform. Um, and, you know, one, one of their ongoing work that's been really exciting is to really uh, make sure that the on-ramp rail, uh, on rail is like as butter smooth as possible. Um, <clears throat> on top of that, I would say that basically like everyday user onboarding is one of those things that's only sustainable if you really uh, work on like a step-by-step -step program. Um, it's, you know, Coinbase have poured billions and billions into onboarding everyday users. Um, but it, it doesn't mean that, you know, like uh, uh, they've been, you know, fully successful in achieving that um, simply for a reason that uh, there's a lot of value proposition. There's a lot of places where, um, everyday users needs to find like a fundamental undeniable need to onboard into platform to become a loyal and persistent user. Um, whereas for, you know, just hitting like a single target, it's like, oh, we brought on like a million users or like a hundred million users or whatever. Um, but then, you know, like they're just here to ta uh, trade crypto or whatever. Um, you know, it, it, it fluctuates a lot and a lot of them, you know, um, might just leave the platform or become inactive. So I, I think one of the key things is, that, you know, um, you got to slowly build out the fundamental. It's certainly fun and exciting to see the new flush of users, but um, it, it doesn't mean that, you know, like the, their lifetime value, like um, uh, their sustainability might not be, uh, well, might be uh, kind of like overestimated by most people. Got it, got it. Um, where can people go to check out 
more information on Injective if they want to see some docs, if they want to see uh, the roadmap or what you guys are working on? And then also, do you guys have a community on Discord or Telegram or a place for people to kind of chit-chat and gather talk about Injective stuff? Yeah, certainly. I, I think there's there's all of them. Um, you know, like uh, most updates would probably come from Twitter. Um, you know, Telegram is a very, very active community, same as Discord. Um, I think... There's a bunch of others that I'm probably blanking out on. Um, and yeah, like, uh, uh, I would say that, you know, it's a very, very vibrant recently, especially, you know, with the uh, growth of the overall ecosystem, everyone getting excited about it. So um, yeah, definitely check it out and uh, stay tuned. And oh yeah, we also have like a blog where you can put in your email and subscribe. And a lot of them are like very quality, long form articles about everything that's happening within the uh, ecosystem. Awesome. What about yourself? Are you online? Can people find you? Yeah, uh, I think my Twitter handle is at uh, Eric Injective, and um, I generally just lurk in Discord and uh, Telegram a lot. Yes. Cool. Guys, go check out Eric online. Make sure to check out Injective as well and everything they're doing. Make sure to like and subscribe to the video down below if you have not already. Eric, thanks for taking the time today at Cosmoverse. I know it's hectic and crazy, but really appreciate the time to take the interview and really cool what you guys are working on. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.